Well, welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, episode 65. Gosh, we're getting even higher all the time. And this episode, we want to discuss the power of habit. And I'll let Corrine introduce the thing in more detail because I haven't got a clue, really. <laughs> Well, Steve, I would think that with every bit of experience that you've shared with us so far, that you actually do have some habits stored in there somewhere. Uh, good or bad good, ones. Good or bad ones, indeed. And I think that's the, that's the crux of what we're going to discuss today. Uh, our discussion today comes from a book by a certain Charles Duhigg. It's double G at the end, so I like to enunciate the Gs. It's Duhigg. Habits aren't destiny, he says. Uh, we can transform our businesses, our communities, and our lives. And I think this is pretty much a dedication to everybody who has set out New Year's resolutions or goals and then finds themselves towards the end of a milestone or a date that they had thought or anticipated they would have succeeded by, and and suddenly there's no results to show. So... One of the biggest issues that I have had with habits is trying to get people, including myself, to understand how the brain works. And that's part of the science of planner planning when it comes to planerology. This is what we try to spend our time researching. And I think Charles Duhigg, who is a New York Times reporter, by the way, I think he is um, pretty good at what he does, has taken an interesting thesis and has laid it out very simply. I noticed it this week when I noticed um, Marie Kondo talking about this book and when I first saw it I said ooh something about the brain and habits that sounds fun. So then I took a closer look at it and I was interested to see that it's not just us in the planner community that sit there and go well there's another week where I haven't planned consistently. Uh, <laughs> there's companies, there's billions of dollars that are being lost and earned depending on the kind of habits that employees have and mm. or management. And I thought that would be an interesting discussion to have because one of the big complaints that I've seen in the groups and in conversations with people has been the fact that most people don't plan consistently. And I know that when you started with this initially, with this I mean by planning, uh, you initially weren't a paper planner. Uh, you mm -hmm. you had all sorts of electronic devices, which now would actually still fetch a pretty penny for collector's items to go into the Smithsonian <laughs> Museum. <laughs> I don't know if it's well, a natural, <laughs> natural history museum yeah. or which, because they're fossilized by this point. But... Um, I know that your history with working with these uh, devices has eventually led you to a place of paper planning, not by choice, but sort of because electronic devices were not secured. And so mm. they, basically you were told uh, you can bring a notepad, but that's about it. Yep. Paper <laughs> and pen and or anything that was deemed to be relatively secure. But I think it's, well, not just that, but it's the sort of habits that we sort of get into, the sort of routines we get into each week, really, that dictate um, our success at either performing our job or, you know, just getting through life from one day to the next in some cases. Right. I'm sure. Um, and so in, to me, habits of, of this sort of thing is, um, 
really sort of more about sort of setting uh, a routine or examining what you're actually doing and sort of you know working out how can I improve on things by changing some of those um, you know routine things that you do or habits that you do well initially if we look at it we all have very consistent habits we may just not like the ones that we have or the ones Mm. that we have aren't the ones that are aligned with our success I think that's another way of looking at it because if you're not planning consistently then your habit is to not plan consistently you have a habit of consistently not planning that is your habit Mm. (laughs) and so if you find yourself in a position where you're like I wish I was one of those people that could plan consistently darn it why can't I be that person well I think the best way to start with that and of course besides reading Charles Duhigg's book is to start looking at what is not working and try to make small tweaks so that's where I've seen the success happen and I think including with you Steve when I've suggested something to you for your planning Mm. changes I don't throw a whole heck of a lot at you I just say here try this one little tweak for a week and see if it works and that's one thing we can do for for consistent planning is give a little tweak so if you see that you've missed a whole day of planning maybe consider adding a little alarm somewhere that reminds you or put a little note up or try to plan at a different time if the time that you think you're going to be planning isn't working for you i think essentially it's it's doing everything in small steps or small increments small incremental changes not one massive change because that's you know it's far easier to take on new things if it's just a small change from what you've previously been doing if you make a radical change unless it's needed of course then um it is going to be quite hard to sort of grasp the metal and sort of you know make it a success sort of thing really and um but i don't think anybody really would need you know, and a complete about face and, you know, start from square one again, would they? They'd, right. They'd find it a lot easier to sort of take on board, you know, smaller improvements, you know, as the weeks go by sort of thing. Right. I mean, uh, look at it this way. You've managed to wake up every morning and get yourself dressed, yeah? <laughs> so yeah, there's exactly, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's that habit. Mm. And so if you're just looking for a small tweak to that, why not add uh, get up, get dressed and check planner? Just do yeah. that for one week. Get up, get dressed, and check planner. Don't even write anything in it if you don't want. But consider that to be your first small step. And then after a while, they say 21 days. I don't really buy that. I think sometimes it takes more than 21 days, sometimes less than 21, depending on what you're trying to tweak. It really depends on mm. how comfortable your brain feels with it before you begin to consider it a second nature so that you're not thinking about it. That's the whole point. I think that's where the habitual part of it starts to kick in, at least the keystone habits that the Charles Duhigg talks about are the ones where you're not thinking about it because they've become so habitual. The um, other thing I find really is if you're going to make too many changes, there's too many things to remember to do, isn't there? Mm. Compared to what you have been doing, and that's going to slow you down, uh, and it's going to be harder to sort of take on board everything. Um, and I'm desperately trying to remember the name of a book now because there was a book that I read that did a similar sort of thing about they looked at all the sort of different things that you were doing or habits if you like Mm. Um, it wasn't um, getting things done I think it was um, 
something Zen, and I can't remember what it's called now. But um, Zen and Art of Motorcycle from... Maintenance? No, was it? No, no it wasn't that. Um, well, we'll find the link I, and we'll find yeah. it. But that talks about breaking things down into sort of different habits, if you like, and different processes. And it said, look, if take on board the first bunch first. The next important one was maybe the, th the third or the fifth something. You know, don't expect to take on all eight in one hit. Right. You know, just work at doing the first one first. And doing it well. a few weeks later and sort of take on board the sort right. of the second and third ones sort of later on. Um, I'll just quite quickly look because I'm sure I can remember... Well, um, while while Steve is cool. looking, I'm going to I'm going to ask him a question so he can do double thinking here. I know he can. Ooh, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, not not something for Steve then, something for our audience. One of the biggest mistakes I did when starting to make changes and develop habits as far as planning goes is that I would get to a point of complete frustration and having failed at achieving my goal or goals. And then think, well, that just means I need a complete revamp and a complete turnaround of my planning system. So out the whole system would go, out the planners would go, and I would change size, I would change planners, I would change tools, I would change everything I could possibly change because clearly that formula wasn't working. But what I've learned in the process is that it may not be the tools that you're working with well, not may, it probably isn't the tools that you're working with. And what you're struggling with is the internal neuro neurological it's... component to this. So it's your brain challenging you, or you're challenging your brain to the point where you think you've failed at the formula. But what you've really failed at is to understand where the gaps are in your habit formation. And I would highly suggest that you start taking on the small habit a little bit at a time before you consider throwing out the planner with the planning system. And I think that that's where, you know, people sh sometimes show up to these groups, Steve, I know you've seen it, where we hear planner mm. fail. That's that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the different size. I should have stuck with the first size. I've lost that good planner, whatever. Uh, and so let's stop. Everything that you need to know about habit forming is within you already. There's nothing outside of you that you're going to gain that's going to allow you to be successful in the habit formation. Perhaps the thing that would help is to have guidelines and rules and understand what the science is behind it, which is why I would recommend um, Charles Duhigg's book. But besides being able to get educated on the subject, there's really no external tool that you need that's going to change because you could pretty much do this on a sheet of paper, right? You don't need mm. an expensive planner to get this done. No. So I found the book. Oh. It's called Zen to Done. Zen to Done. Um, by Leo Babta. Oh, B -A -B Babuta. Yeah, right. A Babuta. Yeah. And actually, I'll just put, opening up the table of contents, it says forming the 10 habits. Right. There we have it. Right. So I've actually read this one. <laughs> that guy's had a long time blog. Uh, I forgot. It was yeah. like a minimalism blog or something like that. Mm. And he, I think he writes from Tahiti or some, some island somewhere. I don't out know there. where, but it, it's actually, um, you know, unlike some of these books, mm. which are great for curing insomnia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, the audio book of Getting Things Done is, in fact, my cure for insomnia. If anybody ever downloads the audio book of that, it's perfect for falling asleep. 
But this, you know, he breaks it down into 10 habits. You know, one, collect, two, process, three, plan, four, do. And then five, simple, trusted system. I don't want to forget about what it is. Six, organize, seven, review, eight, simplify, nine, routine, and uh, 10, find your passion. So, but he sort of says if you can't sort of take on you don't no one expects anyone to take on all 10 at once right. it's just way so he sort of starts you off by sort of saying right just start with number one to start with for the, say, the first stuff. week and then yeah. build up build up to, to right do it and make those routines um become sort of habit without having to think about it too much and you know then you can sort of sort of progress on and start looking at some th- things in detail. He actually has a, a simpler alternative version of it as well, which breaks it down. Instead of, I think it's, instead of 10, I think it's maybe three or four of the main habits sort of thing. And then you can pick and choose little bits mm. out of some of the others. So that's, it's, it's, again, I, it's a book I'd certainly recommend. Um, if you download the um, e-book of the thing, um you can actually download the PDF of it. And there's a load of resource files as well, which you can download load off his uh, website. But, uh, I'll, I'll stick a link into the show notes to this one because it's uh, you know similar um, sort of thing. There's a lot of par- parallels, I'm sure. Yeah, and it, his, his 10 points really sound like what David Allen's talking about as well, but just a mm. simplified form. I think David Allen goes yeah. into deeper detail of how do you begin to collect all of that information and where do you place yeah. all of that once it's been collected and the inbox and all that. But ultimately, I think the question, I, probably you would be the best guinea pig to answer this question for all of us out there in the Planetverse, Steve. So I'll just I'll just throw it at you. What would you think are the habits that you've picked up so far about planning that are aligned with your success, that you don't look back and go, well, I failed at that. What are the ones that where you kind of patted yourself on the back going, oh, that was a success, we move forward? Well, it, 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 it's the small, simple, obvious things, I suppose, in a way. Um, you know, and I can break it down. One, actually sort of allocate a specific time in the week to do your planner planning, mm. as it were, to actually sort of sit there and write stuff down so that you've you know you're sort of forming a plan for the coming days be it just if you did it for that day or you're doing it for the whole week so so you get some idea of when you hope to do things by when you you know if there's no deadline but you've got other things happening you know you're picking out the, the the easy sort of things to do to slot into the sort of gaps in the week that you know are going to happen so i've sort of definitely taken on that on board in terms of tends to be either sunday night or monday morning whichever Mm. and um that seems to work quite well for me what do you um let me interrupt the other main thing let me interrupt now writing more things down one second steve what do you do when you get a case of the i don't want us because I just want to hear what the internal conversations like. Are you ever hit with the I don't want us when your designated time does come up for planning? Um, not so much, really. It's a case of I've got either sidetracked on something else, which is in, <laughs> rather too easy. <laughs> How usual. Me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> How unusual, yeah. <laughs> or there's something else that's 
been added to my day that wasn't planned for mm. you know maybe a computer hiccup or something like that which you thought oh i'll just reboot the machine and all will be well ha ha like this happened earlier this week i had a problem on my machines and before i knew where i was um, it could consume sort of um you know about 30 40 percent of the day really and so i had right. just literally to sort of right take a break stop you know regroup regroup go and pick up the laptop use the laptop finish that task that you were going to do anyway and then look at the other one a later time sort of thing and and sort of sort of get yourself out of the mess sort of thing. so you don't miss the deadlines you just have to just you know, work around like so yeah. do you have any specific routines that you do to get yourself in the planning mode do you do you have a, a cup of tea do you get yourself do you yeah, arrange your desk and sort of pull the planner forward so it's center stage as it were mm. and you know really sort of you know just sit there and and do it or take it upstairs get away from all the screens the distractions and you know just sit there and go through the week think things through give yourself some breathing space because that's important to me really so you can clear your head of either thoughts that you you've had if you've not written them down or you you know you you're thinking through and just checking forward right so what's coming up next week what have i got to do this week can i um do something um is there anything new that's that i've not picked up on or i've made a note to, to do something but you know i'm not any detail right so i've got this single line note which might only be sort of four or five words mm. for a blog post idea mm-hmm. right what am I actually going to fill that space with? Let's go into more detail and just write a few notes of, you know, almost sort of the paragraphs that you're going to write or something like that. Right. You break the thing down into a little bit more detail, really. And so well, would you say that from the pla- from the habits that you do have, are there any that you feel that you need to work on to help you improve? Are there any where you failed, where you would set a goal, for example, and it just didn't work out? I've sort of tried to, occasionally you get some things that are sort of, yeah, it would be good to do that, but something else either comes up or if it's sort of an outside task, the weather's sort of uh, not been exactly kind to you, Mm. then of course you just have to defer. But the thing is, is to not fret about it. Um, You know, as long as it's not too time critical, then yeah, you know that, yeah, I've got to do that at some stage. But does it matter if it doesn't get done till next week? Um, and but don't just sit there, sort of twiddling your thumbs, thinking, "Oh, what am I going to do next?" <laughs> well, I think <laughs> no. that's what the, the, a lot of people fall into that category of beginning to worry and having things hang over their head. Yeah, and and that's it's, when the stress starts to build in. Yeah, well, it's it's good to sometimes just well, you need a, I you know, I'm terrible for not doing it, but I've got a fitness thing now that reminds me every hour if i've not done 250 steps to sort of reminds me buzzes on my wrist and i literally get up from the desk and you know walk around the house if need be right um so i'm getting away from the screen i'm focusing my eyes further away for instance because that's um 
a critical thing to do every so often is instead of looking at the same thing all the time, you actually look a bit further away and that gives your eyes focusing exercise mm. if nothing else. Mm. I think, But it also mm-hmm. gives you thinking time as well, and that's important, I think. For During the exercise? Yeah, so when you're just strolling around, even if you've just got a small notebook that you can tuck in your pocket, and as you walk, then if you think of something, write it down and for for looking at later sort of thing. It's not wasted time, far from it. So I, I would actually say that for everybody that set up goals this year and found that they've failed, one of the things that we can all do to help us on in succeeding then the next time we try, because again, you're not failing unless you stop trying, right? Mm. The one thing that no. we can all do is instead of saying, well, I'd like to lose X number of pounds or I'd like to uh, win the following races or whatever it is, how about actually set up the habits to gain as a goal? So then what you're yeah. doing is you're actually uh, breaking down the steps that it takes to gain that habit. And then by the time you're done, you've succeeded at gaining that habit. The habit is already putting into motion the very thing that you're wanting to achieve. So, for example, if the habit is to exercise more, what are some break small breakdown steps that you can set up beforehand to get yourself into that state of mind where it doesn't seem like it's overwhelming? But we're talking about small and permanent habit changes, mm. right? So it's you can't just make one small change and then be done with it the following day. You've got to consistently be able to make that small change uh, to maintain it. The, the thing I would think, if you've set yourself some goals at, say, the beginning of the year, and what we're now into the sort of the latter sort of couple of months of, mm. of the year... And you're sitting there horrendously looking at this list of goals that you set yourself at the beginning of the year. And let's, you know, hope that there's only sort of two or three that have been outstanding from the point of view. They're still there and you still haven't achieved them. You may not have even sort of started to uh, work on them. Then really it's sort of time to sort of look at those goals and see how realistic they are to do. And see what's preventing you from achieving them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. And that's the one thing that we should look at then. So it's not the fact that you haven't succeeded or failed. Well, I I would actually look at it from the point of view that if you have failed at certain goals, those are the ones that need to be addressed in terms of what habits can be created around them to succeed. So I think that's your indicator. Any failure of goals would be an indicator of what habit needs to be created in your life. And that wouldn't be a bad thing to set up as far as tabs go in a planner. I would think that if you're actually keen on this, maybe setting up a tab that talks about habits and the steps that you're taking Mm. and the progress that you're making in terms of achieving those uh, specific goals and and taking those baby steps uh, would be ideal in being able to track and see progress so that you know where you are by the time certain milestones come around so that you're not looking at yourself going, well, there goes another year where I've done nothing about this. You actually have done something about it. You're moving forward in terms of establishing the habit that's going to bring about the success that you're looking for. The the thing you could start to do is to sort of, um, you know, just plain sheet of paper. It doesn't need to be anything too fancy, does it? Um, Mm. with you actually sort of detail um, what it is you're trying to achieve at the top of the page and then 
revisit right. it on at regular intervals with what you've managed to do so far maybe the thing you're trying to achieve is too big a goal um to to do mm. in one hit and you might need to break it down into sort of smaller achievable things well, sometimes I've found sometimes people put um, the goal that they put down is actually one of the steps that they need to achieve. Have you noticed that? Sometimes the goal is not really the goal. The goal is just one of the small steps that they need to take to achieve the, a bigger goal in mind. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the things that, that we do anyway at Planarology is that way. I'm, that's why I'm so keen on language and the language that we use when we are specific enough to write things down in our planner is we have to look at is what we want to achieve versus what we're saying and how we're ap- approaching that. That's why language is, in fact, so important. I've seen so many people say, well, I want to lose weight. And then the next thing you'll see is they'll post a meme or they'll say something about themselves that is the complete opposite mm. of what they're trying to achieve. I've seen so many people that want planner peace and their Instagram feeds read with madness. Literally, the word madness <laughs> is in there. It's like, people, take a look at the language that you are using and what you are trying to achieve and see if you can align those because one of the best ways to achieve your goals, and I think that's one thing that Steve and I can agree on here is to write it down. So if you are writing language that speaks one language and your actions are doing something else that speaks another language, they're not congruent. And I think that's one of the big things for habit forming. At least if you want to break the habits that aren't working for you and create ones that are, that's the biggest shift that you can do. That is the smallest but most effective change you can do is how you speak to yourself and how you see yourself in the little conversation, that the quiet conversation that happens inside your mind before you even begin to write things down or speak to other people. I think also don't be overcritical of yourself, really, because that's... You know, the... That's my job, Steve, to be overcritical <laughs> of you. <laughs> Reward yourself when you have success, of course. As long of as it doesn't course. go against your goal, of course. So if, if, it's, if you've lost two kilograms this week... You don't go out and have a big meal to celebrate. <laughs> that right. would be too easy. <laughs> well, I would think, what what would be a goal that you'd say you'd like to set up um, to give a try to see if a habit, you can change a habit on this one, Steve? Is there something that you've been thinking of? There's stuff I'm doing all of the time. It's, it's you know, it, whether it's successful or not is another thing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll, how about I'll go, I'll go, because I have one that I've been wanting to for quite some time. I have a very hard time matching what I'm doing during the week and pairing that with what I've done during the day. Right. So in order to be able to cross-reference it and be able to access it so that I would know where that information is, that is an issue that I perpetually have. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm what I'm going to try to do as far as habits is I'm going to try to get into the habit of color coding sort of like the DIY fish uh, type Mm. where you have little marks at the end of the paper and if you stack all the papers together you sort of form a pattern of colors Mm. that are easily identifiable so if I mention for example I don't know a pet appointment during the week and I want to find anywhere during the dailies that I've mentioned my pet perhaps just ticking with an orange marker at the end of the sheet towards the edge will begin to highlight every place where I've mentioned my pet. And that way I would be able to, on a daily basis, go back and find every mention of pet. Or how detailed would the thing need to be? Would it need to be just what you were doing most of during one day? 
or not very detailed just the ability to find the information yeah. so reference basically my color code mm. uh travel reference admin work yeah. fun you know those are the basic so color maybe codes that you i could have even adapt a, a sort of a normal sort of year planner or year you know sort of standard single sheet with all mm. the days of the year on it so you can actually sort of say oh, i was working on that day or predominantly working on that day Oh, what was the main color yeah. for the day? So if oh, you were traveling, you, that would be, say, in green or orange or something like that. And then you could pick it, you'd hmm. be able to see, you'd have an overview of all the days you were traveling in that okay. in that year, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll give that a try. Um, you know, particular vet appointments, you know, you, you could, might be able to sort of get sort of, you know, on a standard small sort of rectangular box, there might be room for, say, four different color colors in that one box so you could actually um easily use it with quite a complex color code oh, you know what i've just thought of i could actually line up the same washi tape i'm using during that week with the dailies yeah. to make the dailies match with that week oh my goodness light bulb <laughs> moment i like these ones where we simply think of something as we're talking <laughs> yeah. nothing is rehearsed here folks <laughs> <laughs> Lines, lines. Give me my lines. Give me my lines. Yeah, I forgot my lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as if what if the, the communication breaks down, we just keep talking. No. <laughs> right. But anyway, so it's it's been a, a fun article. I, I, when you presented this, I'm thinking, hmm, that's going to be interesting to do because I haven't got a clue where we're going to go with this. But as we've you gone see through, where we went with it, we, we, where we go with these things, it sort of takes us all over the place. But anyway, there we go. So where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Instagram at Tovmasian and at Planarology.com and at ThroatPunchResumes.com. And we would welcome you in the Planarology group if you have a habit that you were thinking of breaking or making. Making and or breaking. where can we find you, Steve? Breaking and making. Yeah, you like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and on Instagram as Mr. Filofaxi. And remember, folks, if you'd enjoyed this hilarious podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. <laughs> <laughs>